welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Ask a Painter Live with Nick Slavic. In this episode, Nick kicks off the new year by pricing work from audience members. We get to learn about his process behind estimating and what factors contribute to properly pricing a job. All right, folks, I think we're actually doing it now. Okay, uh, people on IG, if you want to actually post pictures of your projects and um, uh, details about it, I will uh, comb through Instagram, I will comb through Facebook Live, and I will also comb through the static post on Facebook, which I'm going to pull up right now. And we're just going to get to it, folks. We're going to price some stuff. Uh, the PCA, the Painting Contractors Association, is the largest, most interesting group of painting business entrepreneurs and master craftspeople in the country. Uh, if you want to come hang out with us in by the hundred in one area in Orlando, Florida, in March, um, I have a link. Uh, or and if the link didn't make it through to this, I will have one there. But um, definitely come check it out. It's uh, it's thought provoking. Um, uh, one of the many education sessions that you will see at the PCA Expo, the Painting Contractors uh, Association Expo, I was granted permission to have a panel discussion with some of my favorite people in the industry, the thought leaders, the Jason Parises, um, the Dustin Zapanzics and the like, uh, the Zach Kennys, and I'm going to be grilling them about... Um, um, limiting beliefs uh, in front of an entire live crowd. So uh, if you want to see that and more, uh, the PCA Expo uh, this next, well, actually this year now uh, is where it's going to be. So uh, also folks, a little background on this uh, on this post. So <clears throat> here's the deal. Um, it's almost comical to a point when somebody posts something on the painter internet, which is all the groups, all the you know connections we have on Facebook and Instagram. What do you charge for X? Everybody always says, well, you're a hack. If you don't know this, you shouldn't be in business. But I can guarantee you two things. Number one, we've all been in those shoes. And number two, people don't give numbers because they don't actually know their own numbers. So what I'm here to do tonight is to basically fast track round robin this stuff and uh, basically just throw out some prices out there. Listen, this is how a professional would handle one of those posts. Now, honestly, we know that this is almost a little bit of a stunt, right? This is for my business in my market, uh, for my location. We're an aggressively go growing residential repaint business, but people always say, yeah, but Nick, you're not in San Francisco. Listen, these prices translate pretty dang closely, but don't get hung up on the specific dollars and cents. This is an exercise, a thought experiment, and I want people to, I want people to take away one thing, which is, most likely you're underpricing yourself. And if you're not underpricing yourself, you're not job costing, so you still don't know it. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna fire up a little bit of music, I'm gonna wet the whistle, and we are just gonna get to it. We're gonna knock out this pricing. I put a whole bunch of information about how I price, how I think about it in there. Yes, you can argue with me all you want, folks, but honestly, nobody has more data than me. This is perfect pricing for my business. This is what we can do to keep 20 to 25 people busy at all times, even in the winter in Minnesota. Our clients uh, get a great value out of this. Um, and 
I believe that we are uh, producing really fine work for the price that we're out there doing. Uh, we also run a profitable business. So we are not going bankrupt. Uh, we are not underpricing ourselves. Our company is profitable enough where we can offer retirement, health insurance, paid time off, all these crazy social events and things like that. And uh, if that's a key, this is just one data point. I'm not telling you to take this pricing and apply it to your business. What I'm telling you to do is think about your pricing more, job cost, and be intentional. This is just an experiment. All right, let's do it, folks. I'm going to get on the... All right, first, I'm going to go to the live feed here. Let's see what we got here. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, this is interesting. So number one, I see some people already, already on here giving away secrets. There are no secrets. There are absolutely no secrets. So I don't believe any of this is a secret here. Um, let's see what we got. Brett Fletch Fletcher, price for a 12 by 13 bedroom, eight foot ceiling, walls only. If just the one room versus the room plus the rest of the house. I love this. Standard bedroom pricing. This is one of the most commoditized uh, pricing bits in my entire business. We charge $400 to paint the walls uh, in a standard bedroom. It, it could be 12 by 12, 13 by 13, all the way up to 15 by 15. We charge $200 to paint a ceiling. Ceilings are one coat of uh, flat white CHB. Walls are prep. Uh, we tape everything off. We use LED lights uh, to inspect the walls. We patch all the walls. Uh, we sand all the patches and we apply two coats of Sherwin-Williams duration mat. We clean up, we vacuum, we sweep, we dust, and we move furniture for $400. So Brett Fletcher, $400 for walls, $200 uh, for ceiling, flat white. Uh, Micah Ivana Edwards, how can I send a picture? So we can't send pictures in a live stream. So you're going to have to go to that static post under Nick Slavic to post any of your pictures. And holy cow, people are posting. I can't even keep up with the thread here. So, all right, hold tight. Uh, Mr. Hall, Estimator Andy. Estimator Andy, hop in here as you will. Together, Estimator Andy, uh, Andrew Hall and I make up the estimating team here. Uh, Andy uh, just blew the pants off his goal. He doubled his goal for uh, estimating and sales this year. So, um, Yes, I'm a good person to answer this. Andy might even be better. So Sam Chandler, how's it going, man? Uh, let's see, Mike Miller, hello from Florida. Do, 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 do. Holly Barlow, new construction, just have blueprints, working with a new general contractor. Ah, here we go. 2,080 square feet, two levels, two bedroom ceiling uh, as a possible add-on. Okay, so obviously you know there's lots of variables and people will argue variable, variable, variable. But here's what I will tell you in this equation. I'm going to run this uh, through here. There's not many things that I do uh, square foot pricing on, but I have a data set and I will run this through my templates. I have all my templates pulled up here. 2080. All right. Let's see what we got here. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. Holly Barlow. So in, uh, um, new construction. Okay. So in the live feed, I cannot comment this stuff back, but in these other feeds, I will do this. So Holly Barlow, 2,080 square foot, two levels, two bedroom, this and that. Um, when I punch it into my template now, again, remember I price my things three ways from experience, uh, from production rates, and then from market rate. Uh, understand that uh, we do not do a lot of new construction only because we don't work well with normal general contractors. It's a cutthroat world. So when we price work, it's got to be for a contractor that shares our core values, basically finishes the house, lets us come in at the end. 
2080 prime walls. We charge 1,040, uh, 50 cents a square foot for priming walls. Uh, we charge uh, $3,640 for painting of all the walls. We would charge uh, $728 for priming all the ceilings and $728 for painting all the ceilings. And that total price for walls and ceilings in that house, $6,136, if that helps. Now, obviously, when we get into trim, I would need door count, I would need window count, I would need styles, this and that, but that's going to give you a pretty good uh, pretty good price based on that. So one thing that we do on new construction, too, is we do a uh, four-hour drywall repair and light check. Uh, even though a builder will say, we don't need that, it's new construction. You guys know new drywall is worse than old drywall most of the time. So that's how we do it. All right. Thank you, Holly, for that. I love that. All right. Gustavo Ramirez, how much would you charge for a 2,000 square foot house using bare paint, three different colors, owner supply materials, uh, and another with materials and labor? Uh, we do not allow people to supply materials, so I'm not going to give you a price for that. Materials are typically 10 to 15% uh, of all your revenue. So whatever it is, add on 10 to 15%, give or take of that. Uh, now, I assume 2,000 square foot is going to be a residential repaint, Gustavo. Uh, we don't go by square footage on residential repaint. So what I'm going to do is three bed, two bath, hall, stairs up, stairs down, living, dining, kitchen. And I'm just making notes here based on our unit pricing. One, two, three, four, five. Now I could run this through a template. I'm trying to make this quicker for you all. So we have four, eight, zero, zero. Gustavo Ramirez, 2000 square foot house, uh, three different colors, standard residential repaint, assuming we're doing walls only. I would charge $4,800 uh, for three bed, two bath, a hall, Stairs up, stairs down, living room, dining, and kitchen, give or take uh, a room here or there. We typically charge about $400 per room. So uh, give or take, you can just add that up as a unit price and kind of go from there. So, all right, George Duffy, we are working in a house currently uh, and the client is asking me to paint her kitchen cabinets. However, she wants all new uh, door and drawer fronts, which I'm having my cabinet guy do. He will also be finishing them. My question is, what should I charge just to paint the upper and lower face frames in the same uh, project of the drawers front. It's a upscale resident, currently white lacquer, and we changed to black semi-gloss toe kicks included. We charge typically $100 to $125 per door and drawer. I would charge $75 per door and drawer just to do the boxes because the doors and drawers are the easiest things to take off. So George, if that helps out, add up the doors, add up the drawers, charge 75 bucks per, and that'll give you a, a, a ballpark to get in there and completely turn that place into a surgical suite, prep, prime, uh, two coats of enamel on that stuff. Jose Andraja. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Uh, Buenoche. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is Buenoche right now. My friend's down in Brazil. Uh, let's see. Micah, uh, Pinewood ceiling with clear coat. They want it to be gray and the grain still to show. Uh, this is a disaster. Uh, number one, uh, it takes a very skilled artisan to do something like this. Uh, I don't have pictures of what it looks like, and I don't know the size, but I will tell you this. Um, I would charge uh, probably three to $400 to work up a sample board where I would find some pine boards that match the ceiling. I would put a clear coat on it, mimic the look of it, and then apply some um, 
gray or white wash coats to it. Uh, this is very tricky. The application, the theory is not tough, but getting it even is. So honestly, if we had like a, if we just say the average living room, like a vaulted living room, maybe 20 by 15, 20 by 12, something like that. Uh, gut tells me, and I know nothing about your project, Micah. Gut tells me that we would probably need somewhere between three and $4,500 in order to prep um, and get that finished through the sample process and finish it out. I'm assuming it's a week of work for at least one to two people. And uh, yeah, so that would be it. Michael Crane, hello, Kevin Hayes, kitchen cabinet stained to painted. I'm gonna need a little information. We charge 120 bucks a door and drawer, count up the doors and drawers. If you got any more information, I'd be happy to help out. So do, 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 do. Mike Miller, that's the only way to do new construction. Let the GC finish it and the painter comes in at last. Mike Miller, you're exactly right. Uh, anything other than that, the general contractor will likely uh, ask you to repaint everything after the other trades knock it up. Uh, and they'll want you to do it for free. And we're not in that. So Kevin Hayes, kitchen cabinets, uh, 35 drawers, 28 drawers, not including the insides of the boxes. Okay, boy, that's a big one. Our, our average is 37. So let's go 50, uh, 60, what is that, 63? Uh, let's pull up the old calculator here. I know you guys are going to do this anyway, but I'm just going to... I'm just going to do this just to say it so people who are who are not following along. 63 doors and drawers times $120 a piece. That is $7,560. That's what I would charge for that kitchen. Again, some variables make it go up and down. That's going to get you real close, give or take. So uh, Michael Crane has a fancy badge. Yes, you do, my friend. Um, do, 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 Gustavo. Awesome, man. Andrew Gaudet. How's it going, man? All right. Holy cow. People are commenting again. I'm trying to keep up here. Okay, uh, let's see here. Guest bedroom. Yep. Ceilings. I see a whole bunch of measurements. 45 feet of baseboards, this and that, this and that. Bifold interior, one coat on ceilings, two coats on the walls, two coats on trim. Minor drywall repair. Okay, Andrew, I'm going to help you. I have my handy, handy, handy super secret template up here. It's not secret. It's just a combination of tons of data uh, and uh, and I'm combining it all. So, all right, typical. I'm going to run everybody through here a standard process in my company. When people ask us to do trim in a bedroom, um, typically what we get is bare oak or bare maple, and we have to go through the entire process of prep, prime, two coats of enamel. So when I give you a price for this, this is for fully primed, two coats of enamel, all sprayed in an area like this. Now, you can say, well, Nick, what if it's another foot? What if it's that? I do unit pricing. I have broken this out because honestly, it doesn't matter to me if a bedroom is 13 by 13 or 15 by 15. Honestly, we charge the same price for it all because economies of scale, uh, you know, investment in the in the project, things like that, it's all kind of in there. So I'm going to run you through, Andrew, and you can use this information how you like. Standard bedroom pricing. Walls $400, ceilings $200, closet walls $200, closet trim, uh, the baseboard in the closet is $50. Two windows, we charge, we charge normally $150 for an extension jam and a casing. If it's a wood sash, we usually add another 50 to 100 per window. Uh, for passage doors, we usually charge $300. That includes jam, casing, and passage door, both sides. Baseboard, we charge 200 bucks a room. Uh, so that'll basically give you, if you want one bedroom, one standard size bedroom with all the trim, ceiling, walls, um, Closet, everything included, it's about $1,950, give or take. We don't charge any more, any less if they add them on. That just is what it is. Uh, Sam Chandler, ooh, great question. Do you ever increase your price based on neighborhood? No. I believe in equity. 
I believe in not charging rich people more. I believe in char giving people value for the money. Likewise, we don't bring our prices down when we go into certain neighborhoods. We don't bring our prices up in there because people talk. The majority of our business is word of mouth. I do not want people... Um, I do not want people to get talking because what if uh, two people are related in two different uh, geographic area codes and uh, I don't want them talking about different pricing based on the kind of cars people drive and things like that. Also, you're going to screw up your data set and nobody is that good to know what people want for what price and all that other stuff. So uh, no, we do not do that. Okay. Uh, Angel Damaso, 572 linear feet still. I, I, I gave you the best I could on that. There's way too many variables and something like that. I would need about a week for one to two people to get that done. So whatever you charge for that, for our company, we're probably looking at about 3,500, four grand for a project like that. You got to price in the risk for that too. So, uh, da, 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 da. ah, Christopher Halitsky, popcorn ceiling removal. Okay, go to the handy drywall. Uh, okay, so we got a standard bedroom. Let's give it a 15, uh, let's just go 13 by 13 by eight. Uh, we'll assume no closet. So basically what we're going to need in a room like this is, let me make sure I got my, I'm double checking my template here. Do, 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 do. So uh, typically in a standard bedroom to remove the popcorn, which is, you know, we prep it, we strip it, we repair 30 to 40% of the seams, uh, we prime it, uh, we apply knockdown texture and then paint it white. Typically we're gonna need about a thousand to a thousand thirty dollars per average size bedroom. It's a lot that goes into this. It's not as simple as scrape it, paint it. Uh, we have to actually repair a lot of drywall seams and then all old drywall bleeds through, you know, just stuff. Uh, old drywall bleeds through these yellow stains when you do it, there's no way around it. So we actually have to apply a stain killing primer, put our texture on, knock it down and then paint it white. So yeah, you're gonna be paying by a pro, typically a thousand to a thousand thirty per per average size bedroom uh, on that give or take, so. All right. Christopher Halitsky, thank you so much. Uh, da, 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 da. Justin Fry, additional charge for grain filling cabinets. We do not do this. We do not charge extra. We do not charge less. What we promise the clients is pour filled. Oak pours will be filled, but we will not fill the grain. Uh, you might as well buy new doors and drawers for that. Um, yeah. All right. Let's see. Noah Tucker, how's it going, man? Do you add any overhead costs to cabinets or just the 120? That's all in there, man. Uh, overhead is in there. So typically what we find out uh, is that our typical uh, cabinet job is 37 doors and drawers. We charge $120 a piece. Uh, that'll bring in, you know, enough revenue. Uh, typically uh, a cabinet job will take between 45 and 55 hours. And at that, uh, at that point, it'll be a profitable job, give or take. So yeah, but the way I price is everything is in there. When I, when I price like that, I don't price in materials. I don't price in overhead. I just say, based on what we need to do, we're going to simplify this. And most of the stuff that we do based on our, um, for the, for a decade, I've captured production rates and all this other stuff. And then I create unit prices. So instead of measuring a bedroom, we know we charge X for a bedroom. And then when Andy and I go out there and estimate, we don't have to measure every room. We say, this is a commoditized thing. We know that if we charge this, we will always be profitable at this. We can also provide tons of value to the client at this price. So, all right. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, I'm getting shoved down here. Uh, Noah, uh, thanks a lot. Noah Tucker, that's actually a great. So again, this brings up a good point, which is um, this is how I estimate. I love simplicity. Um, I will. I, I usually don't measure a lot of jobs only because we have such a data set for where we have. We don't need to anymore. So we're, we're, we're using my 
you know, 14 years of running my business and really mainly only the data from the last five years because it's been changing so much uh, in order to do this. And uh, you can do it however you like. You can measure the linear inch of every project. I know people who do that well, but that's not how my brain works. I'm not a complier. I love the theory and I am there to serve the client. And when I'm there in an estimate, I do not want to take six hours and measure. I want to be there answering questions. We get some unit pricings down. Within about an hour to hour and a half, estimator Andy and I can estimate ceiling, walls, popcorn removal, trim, cabinets, closets in an entire house, itemized by room, by unit price, uh, and have it printed out for the client in their house there. So Holly Barlow. Oh, wait, sorry. One more above here. Uh, Mike Miller. I was just restating a comment from earlier that you're exactly right. If you don't do it that way, the other trades will mess it all up. Absolutely, man. Holly, uh, he already asked me to fix the stinking hole in the electrician left, <laughs> complete with fingerprints. Of course, it's hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. If we ruin the electrician's work, you can bet we would get a call saying, you owe that electrician money. If an electrician ruins our work, they will call us and say, hey, painter, you need to fix that electrician's work. It's not fair and you can fight the tide. Uh, you can want to say that's not fair and get it right with the general contractors, but they all do it except for a few good ones. Uh, you just move on with your life and not do that work or find the good ones. Um, Mike Danahy, how's it going, man? I know Mike's got a great data set as well, too. He was nice enough to share it with me years ago and uh, I'm grateful for it. It informs me about what he does and what I do very closely. Uh, <laughs> Michael Crane, GCs that don't expect free rework, rework are unicorns. Nice when they appear, though. I agree. You got to sift through a lot of them. Uh, Thanks for your cabinet thoughts. I was in the 380 range of your estimate. Absolutely, Kevin. It's all in there, man. And you know what? This, this brings up a good point too. I would price these vastly differently if I was a single person painter. Uh, I price this so that I can keep 20 to 25 people busy in the middle of winter in Minnesota. Uh, if I was a single person painter, I'd probably double those rates, honestly, because of the efficiency that I can come at with. I would probably be charging about two to 250 bucks a door and door because I could finish a kitchen myself in a week and there's a huge demand. I could probably still be eight weeks out with kitchens. So use that information for what you want. Um, Todd Hill, 3,000 square foot custom home, wall separate than ceilings, one coat primer, two coats paint, no windows, 10 doors, base door jam, dude, three coats, lacquer, cover all floors. Uh, yeah, so let's run this through again here. Uh, I can give you some, I don't wanna take up too much time to do this stuff, but let's go, let me put this through the fancy dancy. So I made these templates not only for accuracy, but for uh, expediency on a job site. I want myself and estimator Andy and I to do these estimates on site. So let's see, Todd Hill. All right, so 3,000 square foot home, prime the walls, 1,500 bucks, paint the walls, 5,250, uh, prime the ceilings, uh, 1,050, uh, paint the ceilings, 1,050. And then let's go to, I got my magic trim worksheet as well too. Uh, let's see what we got here. One coat of primer, two coats of paint. That's my process. No windows, 10 doors. Okay. Three grand for doors. We charge 300 bucks a door. So three grand for doors, base and door jams. Uh, we would probably charge about, uh, 1800 to 2000 for uh, baseboard, uh, throughout the house. The door jams would be included in the doors, three coats of lacquer, uh, cover all floors. Yeah. I think I got it there. Sounds good. Do, 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 do. Let's see, Micah, not understanding your question. Can you paint an exterior beam to a blueprint? Um, I would need more information. Will Torres, what's the standard apartment painting pricing? I don't know. I don't paint apartments. We charge 400 bucks for a bedroom to paint the walls twice. If that doesn't fit into apartment pricing, we don't want to do apartments. Uh, we need to keep our people busy with residential repaints for a certain set of clients. And 
with, with apartments, honestly, it's not dictated by you. Uh, it's most likely that when you get a company that gets big contracts for these things, you can't charge what you want. They have a price in mind. And just like general contractors, they charge builders and cl or, uh, clients a certain price. And they're going to go find a painter to do it. So honestly, I don't know. It's much less than we charge, I would assume. And we can't run a profitable business and pay our people well that way. So uh, Jesse Allen, Nick, I typically prime walls and finish ceilings in new construction so I don't have to cover everything. The return for top coat when project's finished. Any reason why you wouldn't approach it that way? I recommend pre-priming on textured walls. Yeah, same process we do, man. Jesse, same thing. We like to get in there. There's three phases for us typically when uh, new construction. Um, and I, I will say we are different when it comes to new construction. We prefer to basically have the people living in the house and we'll come in at the end and do most of the work. Typically we'll come in the second drywall sanding is done. We'll come in and prime all the walls. We'll de-dust the whole house, prime the walls, two coats on the ceilings, uh, and then basically leave the house till all the trim, all the cabinets and everything is done. Then we come back and do trim cabinets and walls all at once, typically. Michael Crane. <laughs> Will Torres, D -D 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 -D, Gustavo, how much do you charge to paint a front door uh, from stain to paint and, and to restain to original? Okay, two questions here, paint a front door. We'll typically charge, if we're just going to paint the outside of a front door, we'll typically charge two to 300 bucks. Prime, two top coats, no big deal. <coughs> if it's part of an exterior repaint, maybe 50 to 100 bucks less because we're already there. If we're going to restain an original uh, door, we're going to need about a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars to strip a door, uh, stain, and then uh, uh, two coats of uh, marine varnish on the outside there. Um, Sam Chandler, do you do all of your bids? No, I do not. I have a team, me and estimator Andy, and uh, we actually just hired another estimator uh, who will be coming on shortly. Um, Andy probably did 85 to 90% of the estimates this year. This is the first time in my life where I've not done the majority of estimates for my business. The year before that, I basically, you know, did enough estimating to support the entire company. We brought estimator Andy on. I've transferred that to him. I still do a lot of the new construction, the remodeler, the legacy stuff, repeat clients once in a while, but Andy's really out there doing 85 to 90% uh, of it out there. So Anthony Cade, kitchen cabinets, 39 oak pieces, 30 doors, nine drawers, standard height doors, L-shaped kitchen, small island, include 39 pieces, all the same color. I know my numbers, 120 a door and drawer, Mr. Cade. Let's get that old calculator up there. One, two, zero times 39, which is just about my average kitchen, $4,680 for the whole thing give or take. Hope that helps. Nick, um, perfect comment on the price per job, not price per neighborhood. Price will be more bigger uh, for homes, so market them. Our big homes have a huge square footage. Yeah, it just provide value. Uh, it'll be great. Pressure washing exterior siding per square foot. Um, yes, we uh, we typically just include this in our um, in our exterior painting bid. We typically charge $350 to $500 just because it's our time to get out there and do that. Uh, we don't do a square footage because nobody uh, has enough time to measure the exact square footage of a house, including soffits, fascia, trim, and everything else. Uh, I used to use an app um, called Hover uh, that would actually give you the, the, the square inch or square footage of a house. But again, it's costing 100 to 120 bucks a house to do that, and we have a data set. I've actually broken down something that's really cool. Uh, when estimator Andy came on, I actually created, uh, and this speaks nothing to Andy's um, uh, level of intelligence because uh, he's a genius, but I created a children's book of estimating for exteriors because exteriors has too many variables and people get caught up in these little variables. So what I do is I created like, here's our six to eight typical houses. Here's what we've charged in the past to be profitable. 
here's a range of a couple thousand dollars. Just point to the house that looks like this. Start there. You're already 90 to 95% close. It's based on a monstrous data set. So uh, I, I took the whole world of what do you charge for X for Andy and just took it down here. So uh, let's see. Uh, Sequoia Painting. Sorry, do you have overhead and profit built into your... Uh, uh, so you're assuming a few things here, Sequoia. We do not charge $55 an hour. We charge who cares? We try to produce 55 to 60 to 65 an hour. Uh, we will charge as much as the market uh, will dictate. And then it's our job to produce that much. All of these prices is my all-in price. This is the price that I charge a client and I have to pay for material, labor, and overhead out of all this stuff. So hope that helps. All right, let's take one more. Uh, Ryan, I try to ensure every job is priced at 30%. Uh, do you focus on this when bidding? We talk a lot about top line revenue, not about net. The problem is, Ryan, it's up to your production. So it doesn't matter what you price it at. It's what you can produce it at. And that has nothing to do with the client. That has everything to do with training, inspiring, and motivating uh, the people around you, uh, making sure they know exactly what's going on, exact SOPs, and then going out from there. So tough question. I know what you're saying. But when people say, this, this brings up another good point. When people say, well, I charge X amount of dollars for um, uh for production. Like when we go out there, I charge my guys out at $63 an hour. It's like, fine, charge whatever the hell you want. It's not what you charge. It's what you produce. So uh, I would go off that instead. Kalido, if you're not measuring rooms, how do you get accurate paint to buy? We buy a gallon room, Kalido. Uh, I've done thousands and thousands and thousands of bedrooms in a 13 by 13 to a 14 by 14 foot bedroom. Have you ever been surprised how much paint that it needs? It's just, again, I'm, I'm going off of thousands of bedrooms that I've done here. Uh, Joe Strain, do you price for tea breaks? Actually, breaks and lunch are all built into this. So yes, I technically we do then. Kevin Hayes, he has three employees. All right, Joe Strain, do you give good looking women cheaper? Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, Sam Chandler, double if not sure. Chad Devereaux, uh, how about just a stairwell up and down and how many hours estimated? So here's, Chad, you bring up a good one, fellow Minnesota painter here. Um, there's three basic kinds of stairwells. There's the $400 stairwell, there's the $700 stairwell, and then there's probably the $1,400 stairwell. And you can imagine what these are. The $400 stairwell is that one thing straight shot, 14 stairs from the main floor to the basement. There's no kinks. There's no crazy stuff. You can basically stand there and paint it. The $700 stairwell is maybe one kink, this and that, or a simple foyer entryway. And the $1,400 stairwell is the triple kink stairwell, foyer, 22-foot ceilings, give or take that. Uh, how you estimate a budget is this, and I, I've included this in here. So the typical way to figure out um, how many hours a job should take, you take revenue minus materials, and that gives you a number. Typically, we estimate at 15%. So we'll we'll take you know a thousand dollar a thousand dollar job. We'll take off 150 dollars uh, because we're assuming that's going to be materials. That leaves us with 850. And in my company, uh, to make sure that we are profitable, we give a hourly budget, which is pretty pretty generous of 60. Uh, we want to hit at least 60 dollars of revenue an hour. So we divide 850 by 60. 850 divided by 60 would equal 14.16 hours. So we would want a thousand dollar job to get done in about 14.16 hours. If I were doing that job, I would want to get that done probably 50 to 60% less than that. If we have apprentices doing it, maybe double either that. So again, remember there's experience, there's production rates, there's, you know, how many years of experience you have in there too. But again, when you're running, you know, 20 employees, 
um, you have to have reasonable expectations about this. And if everybody performs at $60 an hour, you have a very profitable company, even though I would expect probably double that out of myself or estimator Andy, experienced painters, uh, things like that. Will Torres. All right, Mike Danahy, does the interior price vary by type, drywall, plaster, stucco, brick? Yeah, Mike, honestly, we don't get too much weird stuff. Um, it depends what they want. If it's just kind of a standard wall paint, I mean, really, no. If it's if it's 1970s oak paneling that they want primed and painted and all that, of course, then we're going to have to charge, you know, the prep and the priming. And it'll probably end up being about double or triple what it is uh, but uh, for a standard wall paint. But honestly, we don't run into much other stuff. Drywall and plaster previously painted are all the same stucco brick paneling uh, you're talking interior stuff so we really don't get any stucco or brick or paneling we just don't get that much of that stuff so all right joe strain uh let's see do you discount uh any during an interior repaint on an empty house no um so yeah god you guys are bringing up these things almost in perfect order here so these prices again it's not just the most you can charge the least you can charge here's what nick's charges it, there's 10 other things that inform the price that we charge for this company. Um, we offer a value proposition to our clients, which is uh, we address the three major things that almost no other contractor does, which is number one, in this order, we help with color. Number two, we move furniture. Number three, we clean up after ourselves. We are a white glove service. We are a concierge level service for painting in your house. I do 800 estimates myself every year. And the three main things that people want to talk about are magically color, what happens with furniture? What happens with the mess you're going to make? So honestly, and to all you paint nerds out there, all you paint nerds out there, understand this. I used to think that I could sell a lot of paint jobs and give my clients the best value by knowing the molecular science of oil primer. Turns out our clients do not care. They just don't care. What they care about is color. What's going to happen with my furniture? Do I have to move it? And number three, are you going to clean up the mess you have? So honestly, on the sheets that we give a client, yes, there's a price on the front. They don't want to hear about the bonding nature of water-based adhesion primer. They want to hear about those three things. So we address it directly. So we will, we will give our clients more value by talking about color, furniture, and the mess than any other thing in the thing. So in, in that, so we, we offer a value proposition. We do not charge for any of those services um, because we feel it adds a ton of value to the clients. So Oh, let's see. Paul Stein, they demand set prices, not the supply. How much to paint? Questions on the dependent on a lot of variables. Yes, but don't, Paul, you bring up a good point here, which is when I posted about I'm going to price everybody's work, um, the immediate thing was, yeah, but that's location, it's workforce. Just stop with all that. That's all limiting belief. People want to say that because most people don't know their own numbers. I'm here to tell you that we know our numbers and I'm happy to share them because that's not a secret and that's not the thing that's holding you back. Limiting beliefs about getting up consistently and providing value to your clients and providing value to your employees are the things that are going to make or break you, not knowing what to charge. And in fact, uh, I, will I will tell this. I don't know that I've ever met a painter in the United States or even North America for that, uh, for that matter that has been overpriced, honestly. I've never, you might even extrapolate that to my company. The problem is I have to keep a lot of bi people busy in the winter and every winter we have more people than we did the last. So I'm always trying to make sure that lesser of two evils, we have work versus higher priced work. So <laughs> Phil Klein, estimator Andy, love that guy. Uh, Sam Chandler, we're at 250 uh, per door and door in Hawaii. Absolutely. 
Uh, that's a piece of data that I shared before. If I was a single person painter, a smaller company, I would absolutely do that. I'm sure the location has a little bit to do uh, because of other factors in there, but uh, yeah, that's what we would do. Drew Scheuer's, uh, is your 120 price uh, for door and doors, including material? Listen, people, that's the price I charge my clients. You can, you can extrapolate that any way you want. You can break out that $120 price for door and drawer. You can say, well, how much is material? How much is overhead? Who cares? None of that matters. I estimate most of my things based on market price, which is how, what's the highest price I can charge while still have a full schedule and provide value to my clients. After that, it's up to me to produce. It's up to me to keep my material low, my overhead low, things like that. So, all right, I'm going to put a pin in. Uh, da, 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 da. Drew, awesome question. I'll get, I'm going to pin that one right there. Let's go to IG and see what we got. How many guys do you have on each job typically? Uh, AAA painter, typically two. And how many workers and time? Uh, so I just gave you guys the, uh, I gave you guys the, da, 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 I gave you guys the formula for coming up with how many hours on a job. Revenue minus materials, in quote, in, in uh, parentheses, divided by 60. You can use 55, 65, 120, whatever you want, but that's how, that's how much revenue you want to make per hour. So it'll tell you how many hours that job has to be done in order to produce that amount of revenue. So extrapolate it from there if you like. Typically, we have two people on a job uh, at a time, give or take. One experience and one less experience. Uh, Best tip for water-based enamel. Uh, I like my 310 FFLP or 311 HEA. Let's see, that was, uh, da, 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 da. yep. Okay, let's keep going here. Make sure I'm caught up on IG. Okay, back to Andrew Gaudet. Hover is great, I will agree. Will Torres, oh, what's up, Will? Uh, what's your company's go-to interior and exterior paint? Uh, exterior. Uh, repaints, uh, duration, flat, exterior, um, ceilings, Sherwin-William CHB, interior wall repaint, uh, Sherwin-William duration, mat, we love the mat, uh, for new drywall, uh, Sherwin-William PVA, uh, for trim, we go Zinsser cover stain and Benjamin Moore scuff X satin, that's what we do, uh, for varnish, we go Hirschfield's one hour doll. Uh, it's, it's one of the most hidden gems in the entire industry. Hirschfields is a fourth generation family painting business uh, up here in Minnesota based in the Midwest. If you guys can't get the stuff, I'm sorry, uh, but I'm glad we can. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Noah Tucker, have to catch the rest later. You too, man. Take it easy. I'm about to punch out on some family time here. Uh, Brett Fletcher, how do you price a 20 by 20 foot living room with a 16 foot uh, feet at the peak. So here's the theory that I go through with estimator Andy and other people, which is we know we charge $400 for a standard 13 by 13 to 15 by 15 foot bedroom wall repaint. If you add about 25% more and a little bit more on the peaks, technically you have about a 1.5 bedroom unit. So maybe $600, give or take. We think about things in bedroom equivalents which is when Andy goes to a nursing home and it's all sorts of wild stuff. It's not a standard 15 by 15 bedroom and a powder room and a bathroom and a stairwell. It's just all sorts of stuff like that. How he starts approaching these projects and what we do as a thought experiment is how many bedroom equivalents is this? And we charge 400 bucks for a bedroom. So to extrapolate it out from there. And then what Andy and I do as well is give it a sniff test at the end uh, as well. So uh, yeah, it's a good thing. So uh, let's see. Um, let's see from why scuff X and not command or advance. Uh, yes, we've used actually all those and they're great. Scuff X is as far as I can tell a magic wonder paint. And if you haven't used it yet, try it. Uh, it combines the best of almost all things, wall paint, 
water-based or the coverage of wa uh, wall paint, the dry time of uh, a lacquer, uh, the beauty of like an oil uh, or a hybrid enamel, and it's it's workability, it's no nonsense, it's no fuss, and its beauty and sophistication is unrivaled. It's a wonder paint. So, all right, <clears throat> do, 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 do. all right, Micah, large living room doing ceiling, wall, and trim. All right, same thing. So we just we just went over this one again. Um, wall and trim. So again, I do things by unit pricing. So I would need to know how many doors, how many windows, and probably we do about, we charge 200 bucks for baseboard in a bedroom. I would probably charge a two X on that one. So we'd go about a 400, maybe even a 500 for baseboard in there. We charge $300 per standard door, including, um, uh, jam and casing. And then we charge anywhere between uh, 150 to 350, give or take for a window, <coughs> double hung wood, um, window with paintable sashes. We're probably going to be the 350 to 400 per window, fixed window, hundred to 150 and casement, give or take 150 to 200. So in there, you just extrapolate it out from there. Uh, uh, here we go. You guys are starting to get down and dirty with this stuff. <laughs> uh, what rate do you use if they want trim only or ceilings only? We do not do trim only because we have to caulk uh, the line between all the trim. So we tell people we must do the walls. Uh, that's just kind of how it goes. If we want, if obviously you don't have to, but in order for them to get the product that we offer, we need to go through that process of filling that with sealant, bringing the enamel onto the wall, then bringing the wall down. And if they say no to that, we're completely fine with it because we know at the end of it, if we just do the trim, they'll say, well, hey, then there's this crack in the baseboard. I want that gone too. And we will then say, please reference the, the discussion we had previous when we said we cannot caulk that if we're not gonna paint the walls because you can't get a good line on there. So uh, ceilings only, we typically charge about 50 to 100% more if we're gonna do a bedroom ceiling. So if a bedroom ceiling is 200 bucks and they just want the ceiling, we'll typically go three to 400 bucks. Again, the, very, the biggest variable in that is, is it a whole house or is it one bedroom? We're not really gonna change the pricing that much, but we do have to take into account that if it's 45 minutes away and it's one bedroom ceiling, we're probably gonna have to charge a day rate for one painter because it's all gonna be included in there because we can't really go to another job. So uh, what are your thoughts on people charging a pain in the ass charge? Uh, I am morally opposed to this, absolutely, because nobody is a psychologist, uh, as far as I know, in the painting world or a psychologist that's good enough to actually rate this accordingly. And also, I wouldn't want variable pricing based on somebody's sniff test after three minutes on me if I was going to buy a car. So we are absolutely morally opposed to this. We give a straight price across the board. Uh, that way, our data set is beautiful, pure, and clean. It's also the golden rule, the decent human being thing to do to another person. It is what it is. So... Ah, Sean Davis, great fast paced show. <laughs> Look forward to meeting you in Lando. Absolutely, man. I love this stuff. Ah, Peter from Australia. God, good to see you, man. We haven't talked in a while. Hope everything's good down there. Andy Phillips, five bedrooms, two living rooms, two hallways, kitchen, laundry room, sunroom, three baths and stairwell, ceiling, walls, and trim, 90% paneling on walls. Can you give me a rough estimate on that? Prepare to company Andy Phillips. Five bedrooms, $400 per bedroom, two grand, two living rooms. Give it take $500 per living room, two hallways, $350 per living room, kitchen, $400, laundry room, $375 to $400, sunroom, call it $400, three bathrooms, $375 a piece, and a stairwell. I don't know the stairwell, so between $400 and $1,400. Ceilings, $200 a ceiling, give or take, uh, $300 on the larger ones. Uh, trim, $300 a door, $150 to $350 per window. So, Andy, I know that's a lot of information real quick. I know nobody's going to write that fast. This is recorded forever so you can see it. I will tell you this. 
here's the theory. And I want people to not get hung up and yeah, but what if there's two more feet of baseboard here? What if there's one foot there? Here's the theory in my company to do two levels of a home. That's probably 3000 to 3,500 square feet, ceiling wall trim. Uh, we'll leave out cabinets, ceiling wall trim on two levels of a house to completely do all that stuff. We're going to need somewhere between 22 and $27,000, give or take. So, uh, there is monstrous amount of client care in a job like that, uh, you're basically living with them for somewhere between three and five weeks. Um, you're touching every bit of their safe spaces in the house, uh, the bedrooms, the bathrooms and everything else. You have to find a way that they can work and live around that. So that's what we're going to need for a project of that size. Uh, Andrew, Godet, have you ever uh, run the numbers on HomeWise uh, through HomeWise and put your zip code? I have not. Uh, that'd be interesting. I'd be interested to know what they tell you at that. So do, 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 do. Andy Phillips, 24 doors. We charge $300 a door. So extrapolate that out. Uh, Micah Ivana Edwards, would you share your template? No. Um, it will not be as helpful as you think. This is not a secret. I give away everything else in my company. I do not give away that template only because it's a living document that Andy and I change four times a year. Also, it's like giving people and <laughs> all right, maybe a bad comparison. It's like giving somebody, maybe a good comparison, I don't know. It's like somebody who's never sprayed before, giving them an air-assisted airless sprayer and saying, listen, this is the best sprayer, so get out there and do it. And if they haven't worked their way through all the other crappy sprayers that didn't do a great job, you're not gonna either appreciate or know how to use that other one. There are so many things that everybody else can do right besides pricing. I'm gonna tell you two things right now, bit information. Material prices and the pricing are normally not what's holding you back. Um, now that's a little bit uh, hypocritical because normally I would say people are underpriced, but I will say this, most people aren't consistent in getting up every day and going to work and doing good work. Number one, if you can do that and put in lots of hours and do good work every time and not have crazy mishaps on jobs, then start thinking about pricing. Once your pricing is sort of dialed in, then you have to start job costing to tell you if your pricing is good. Once job costing is good, then you start on training and getting people up to speed on, uh, on efficiency. And once that's in there, now you have to start inspiring, doing leadership training, mentoring, coaching, things like that. There's different levels. There's about five different things that you need to attack as a paint business owner. Price is only one of them. So you can attack it. I can give you my prices, which I am now, but these templates aren't going to be the magic thing. You still need to be a good person to your clients and do a really good job in all their houses. And that's way tougher than adjusting your prices. But no, uh, the only thing I don't give people is my master pricing cheat sheet, which is basically the Bible in my company and my templates in order to do that. This is the closest thing I can do. I'm not going to give you my Google Sheets. I'll give you the pricing on them. What you do with it from there, you're going to need grit. There's two things that business owners need uh, to succeed, information and grit. You're welcome. Here's a bunch of free information. What you do with it is all based on your grit. Um, a lot of the things that I give away to people uh, don't get used. And that's not because it's bad information. Uh, the information was free and it's actually tailored to them. They don't have enough grit to actually get up and use it every day. So that's usually what's holding people back. So let me look through Instagram here. When you mentioned $400 per room, do you mean ceilings, walls, and trim? No, I do not. 400 is a uh, uh, residential repaint, wall repaint, and an average bedroom. Uh, $200 is a ceiling only uh, repaint. Uh, let's see from Instagram. Let me give you my, uh, typically if we want to do wall ceilings and trim in a standard size bedroom, you know, two doors, two windows, baseboard, things like that. We're going to want to be at about 1950, give or take uh, for that. So for the whole thing. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Jessica, 
Why bend more Scuff-X over Sherwin-Williams uh, Emerald Trim Urethane? Uh, Emerald Trim Urethane, uh, the satin shine is way off. It's too flat for what we do, uh, and it takes way too long to dry. That's it. It's a fine paint. It's great. It's But there's something better out there, Scuff-X. Uh, I, I mentioned before, Scuff-X dries like a lacquer. Uh, it looks sophisticated like an oil or a hybrid, like that old Benjamin Moore and Pervo or the Advance that we used to use. Uh, it dries so quickly. It covers so well. It doesn't surprise us. We have lots of apprentices here and uh, we don't have crazy surprises in a lot of our stuff. It just works every time. It's beautiful. It feels like Teflon. It is legitimately a wonder paint. So, all right, Ace, greetings from LA. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Peter, uh, da, 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 da. how do you work out production rates for your crew? So this is easy. You measure the square footage of what they're painting and then time them out. And that's a simple math equation from there. Uh, again, it's that bit is not what's usually keeping people back. It's the tenacity to actually measure out everything they do and actually time them on painting it. So we have a 15 by 15 foot, um, uh, two scale mock bedroom in our finishing facility. And we measure the walls and we time people on it. We can tell an individual production rate for every single person in the company here. So uh, it's a pretty wonderful thing, Peter. So Phil Klein. All right, my man, Phil. All right. What do we got here? Do you include uh, scaffolding setup uh, up to three sets high uh, in price or separate line items? Yeah. When we do scaffolding, it's a completely separate line item. Uh, on there because sometimes we can get away without it. We don't know if we're going to need it on a job. But yeah, we will take if we go to two or three different rental companies, we have their day rate for, you know, per set of uh, scaffolding per level of Baker scaffolding. And then we'll just kind of figure it out from there. We also have the kind of like, yeah, we got to go get it. We got to bring it in and set it up. And we kind of just figure out day rates for that stuff for our guys. So Ah, Clyde Samsel. Boy, I haven't, I haven't had uh, this one asked in a long time. What do you charge to hang wallpaper? I used to charge a lot to hang wallpaper. Uh, it's insanely difficult. Every job was custom. I never did two jobs where it's like, hey, I learned this on that job. Let's do that on another one. Um, I have stopped hanging wallpaper, which uh, makes me very sad as a craftsperson. But honestly, um, I am not a master at it. And every job was a learning experience. And I could not, with a good conscience, keep doing that uh, to my apprentices because we don't get that much call for it. And every job was different. It's lots of frustration. And uh, you're usually dealing with designers and homeowners and the stuff is super expensive nowadays. So honestly, I used to charge about 1500 bucks a day to hang wallpaper, which uh, in hindsight, it's probably been 10 years. Uh, that was very... At the, it was the same time very low for what I was doing, but also very high because everybody balked at it at the same time. So uh, if that gives you any, I would charge a ton of money for hanging wallpaper because every job feels custom. Um, yeah, Andy chiming in. Absolutely, buddy. You got it. Travis Miller. Oh, here's a good one. Do you ever caulk the base with just a wall repaint? Absolutely not. Nope. Typically the trim that we paint is all bare wood. It's not previously painted. So we either paint the trim in the walls or just the walls, but we don't paint just the trim, uh, things like that. So what's your day rate for one painter? So yes, Ryan, um, we do not typically charge. Uh, we can't get our clients to do time and materials. We charge $65 time and materials. So if, a, if theoretically, if a, if a homeowner wanted one of our painters for a day to do with them what they want, 65 bucks an hour times either eight or 10 hours. So at the most 650 bucks for a day, uh, not including materials. The thing that we do is estimate by market rate. And then it's up to me to make sure that our people are producing at a rate to be productive, to get that rate up. It's not up to the client to set what our rate of production is. It's up to me as a company to produce as much as we possibly can while giving value to the client and move that rate up. So that's kind of the way I think about it. Uh, I, I take that on myself. 
All right, let's see what else here. Do, 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 do. Oh, Ryan, a happy new year. Likewise, man. Oh, Phil, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, Ryan, you just did 100 estimates. Dude, I love this stuff, man. This is not a secret. This is not what's keeping people away. Uh, this isn't going to change the industry. You still got to get up every day and do it. So, <laughs> uh, Jeff Jones, 40 doors and drawers converted to paint. Go to the handy calculator because I'm not going to try to do math in my head right now. 40 times 120 per door and drawer, $4,800. That's what we would charge in my company for this winter. Restaurant store exterior. Uh, this is going to be tough, man. Harley, restaurant store exterior, approximately 100 by 50. 50 feet high by 100. Wow, that's interesting. I know that's probably a, a, an approximate dimension here. Honestly, if we we're going to do exterior metal, boy, all right. This is going to be a little bit inaccurate, uh, but here's the thought experiment. If somebody just said, hey, Nick, sniff test on this, which you're doing right now, I would say, okay, we have to wash it. We're going to have to put on DTM bonding primer, and we're going to have to put on a two-coat system of either DTM or we're going to have to do a Surecrill HPA. Uh, likely, I would probably charge for 5,000 square feet. I mean, that's, that's a lot. And, and I'm assuming it's not just one big flat thing where you can easily reach from the ground. If it's a whole bunch of ins and outs, it'll change. I mean, we may be looking at about, you know, five to 7,500, uh, for that. If it's all easy to reach, if it's all broken up in little bits, we got to go around all signs, doors, it can only go up from there. But to me, that would be like the Cadillac treatment for something like that. So Jeff Furtaw, do you see value in, uh, in, uh, paying painters by the job or hourly? It's not up to us. Uh, you have to have a certain risk and reward profile for it. Uh, I have an extreme risk and reward profile, which I'm willing to lose money doing this in order to grab a big reward. Most people, uh, most employees, statistically, uh, we have some really good ones, but most employees statistically will not want to risk that much. So if you could tell them, hey, listen, you have the possibility to make double what you make on this job uh, if you perform well, most people would say, yeah, that's great. But it also has to come with risk as well. You can't only have reward in what you do. Otherwise, that's just a pay increase with no added, you know, performance requirements. There has to be a risk too, which is you don't perform that well. So if you're, if you're getting paid $25 an hour, let's say on the high end, if you perform really well, you might make 50, 60, $70 an hour. But if you perform very badly, you have to be open to the idea. You may make $10 an hour. And most people will say, I will absolutely take the reward. I'm not interested in the risk. And then you say, that's not how the world works. And that's not an option. You can't just take the reward of those things. And that's just, that's just work. So Andrew Goddard, my man, discipline equals freedom. You got it, man. <laughs> uh, Noel Garrity, home-wise, 13 by 13 foot room, 600 to $1,200. Interesting. Um, doesn't really give you a lot of information. Ceiling walls, trim, give or take. I'd be curious to see what all goes in there. Uh, Chase Larson, do you think location affects price? Okay, yes, but not what you guys think. People think that it affects, that location affects price so highly that you can't possibly talk price between me and somebody in San Francisco. You can absolutely talk price because there's an equivalent amount of revenue increase. Mr. Zach Kenny charges 60 times more for a front door than I do. He's an old money Boston, but we still talk about it. It's, a, it's, a, it's an equivalent of revenue and the price you can demand with the cost of running a business, the cost you have to pay people and everything else. So yes. Possibly it will, right? In in northern North Dakota, where almost no humans live, you're not going to be able to charge as much money as you can in old money Boston. But people let it stop there, say, well, we couldn't possibly discuss anything about our businesses then. And I will say, stop it. That's not the difference. It's not a mystery. It's not going to be that much different where you are than this. 
I, I would tell you to just try it. Um, interesting thought experiment. Most single person painting companies, you could likely double your prices and still have two to four weeks of work out there. That's the data that I found from talking to painters from around the country. So do with that what you like. <laughs> ah, Cindy. All right, let's see what you got here. We have our own scaffolding up to 24 feet, but prices increased after 12 feet high. And absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a, and people think that the worst thing you can do, and you know this, Cindy, because you're a pro, is, hey, it only costs us 200 bucks a day to rent three sections of scaffolding. So we'll charge people 200 or 300. You need to take a, account into everything, which is you got to protect floors in a certain way. If it's going to take time to set up, you have to make it safe for the family. You got to work in the risk of something like that. Again, insurance as well, too. That's uh, very good. So ah, Will Torres. How was the vacation? Also, what's our next meeting in the paint industry? Uh, next meeting, uh, next big one, man, Will. Oh, dude, Expo. Uh, I got to meet you the first time at, uh, at, I believe, one of the Expos. I think it was down in Arizona, and I'm grateful for it. So yeah, uh, in March, there's a link here probably. So if not, I'll add it in later here. So uh, what caulking do you use with Scuff-X? Shermax has been the only one that hasn't cracked. Ah, so I'm going to get the name wrong. It's all pro. It's an orange tube. And I believe it's a quick dry version of that too. We have not had a failure since we started using that. So we had to change that when we used a Scuff-X because Scuff-X dries so quick and so fast that it was cracking along the caulk line. So uh, again, knowing people in the industry, uh, I actually called Philip the craftsperson. Uh, he used to work for Zach Kenny, who's a master at this stuff. And I said, well, listen, what the hell do you guys use with gloss oil? Because you can't have a cracking. He told me what we did. He did. We used it. And it's worked perfect ever since. That's the benefit of, there's no secrets, folks. It didn't hurt him. It didn't hurt me. It only helped both of us. And I'm, I'm grateful. And yeah, it's, it's a great thing. So uh, Brett Fletcher, how do you, how much do you charge to remove wallpaper? Yeah, let me, let me make sure I give you accurate stuff. We don't often uh, estimate a lot of this. Let me go to my uh, price Bible here. Uh, da, 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 where did you go? Where did you go? Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Yeah, uh, average size bedroom, you know, 850 to 1,000 uh, to remove. And then people say, well, how do you know what's under there? It's like, you know what? You just got to give people a stated price. Uh, I have not been successful in getting clients to agree to time and materials because that would be the most fair because if it only took five hours, great, they save money. But if it took 20 hours, then we would be covered. The problem is no client wants to say, yeah, here's an open-ended thing. Just go for it. And I have to just trust you that you're doing well. So yeah, one of those things. Uh, Chase Larson, how do you track time for production rates? Is it just your mock-up or job tracking as well as, uh, yeah. So here's the thing, how I think about production rates, which is they're wildly variable. Mine are way different than most of the apprentices we have. So really when you get into it, it's tough to figure out an exact production rate. So basically what we do is we think about jobs holistically, which is we think of types of jobs, which is let's say an average set of kitchen cabinets. What's the average price we sell it for? What's the average amount of hours we sell it for? And then how many doors and drawers? And then we basically just say on average, you know, our, our average kitchen is 37 doors and drawers. We charge $120 uh, per uh, door and drawer, and it takes it between 45 and 50 hours. So basically we can produce X amount of dollars of revenue per door and drawer. And then we just do the, all the job costing. Job costing people, the magic job costing. So what we need to do is then figure out, was that job profitable or not? And based on what you charge per door and drawer and what your people produced, you'll either make money or you won't. If you're making money at $120 an hour, then you can say, okay, well, let's move it up to 130. At what point do we stop getting jobs 
or you can bring the price down if you want to get more of those things, but they're going to be less profitable. So you got to do job costing to constantly uh, track those things. Uh, Phil, I'm going to put your question up here and then I'm going to get to IG. I see some questions coming through here. Uh, how much do you charge for popcorn removal? Uh, Key keg two one three. Uh, typically, we charge about a thousand to a thousand thirty per average size fifteen by fifteen foot bedroom to prep, remove all the popcorn, uh, fix all the um, drywall joints and the ceiling, apply a stain blocking primer, texture, and paint it white. Give or take. Hope that helps. Quick to coat. Yes, elite painting and renovations. That's it. I believe it's the all pro quick to coat caulk orange tube. Awesome stuff. So, uh, thanks a lot, Dura Pro Painter. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Let's make sure I didn't miss any good questions here. Mm, how do feel? How do you feel about using subs on exteriors? I love it. We've uh, we've started using subs a year year and a half ago, give or take. We've met some of the most awesome people in the industry. They take care of our clients like no others. They're workhorses. Uh, we love partnering with them. We can sell jobs for a lot of money. We can't even get to them. So if we can partner with other people to help their businesses out too, uh, these independent contractors, they're wonderful. I absolutely love it. But they have to meet our core values and they have to do our processes. Uh, that the client would expect. So it's a it's an absolute wonderful thing. Um, I missed your reference uh, or your preference on ScuffX. Uh, we do satin on doors and trim. Oop. Come back up there. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Phil, what's your process with client project drop-offs to your shop for refinishing? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, We can probably go as low as about $25 to $50 per door and drawer if a client dropped them off there. But again, there's that whole risk thing of they're going to stack them all up. They'll probably put them in their unheated garage for three weeks, and then they'll install them, and then they'll say there's some chips. We can't control the process, so we're very nervous about that. Uh, we do do furnitures. Um, to, uh, we actually entered into a, a kind of a, a cool working agreement with a company who makes um, Murphy beds in Minnesota. So they actually drop Murphy beds off and we get them done in the shop and we just worked out like, hey, listen, let's uh, here's a price. We've never done one. Let's try it. We job costed. We figure it was a it was a pretty low price, but also we're not going to a site and doing all the prep. So it actually worked out well and it's great filler work uh, for us in the shop and we love doing it. So you can adjust your pricing a little bit based on that, but fun stuff in there. But uh, uh, Phil, as always, man, you got my personal phone number and email address. If you ever want to discuss weird specific furniture and stuff like that, I'm your man. So <laughs> oh, let's see. Mark Blackhurst, how do you price to paint polyurethane oak base casing and doors? $300 a door for casing, jam, and door. We do by window. So window would be casing jam and window itself between 150 and 350, give or take for either a fixed window with no casing uh, with, with no uh, sashes versus a double hung with painted sashes, give or take. And we typically uh, charge $200 per bedroom equivalent, 15 by 15 foot room of painting oak baseboard. So extrapolate it from there. Uh, Mihai, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. Uh, let's see, Phil Klein, pickup and delivery rate. Typically, here's the problem we've, we've had uh, with this sort of stuff. I don't feel we can ever charge what it would be to be profitable to actually go get stuff and bring it back. It just takes a lot of time. All our clients would balk at it. You know, if, if we charge six to 800 bucks to do a dining room table, we would have to charge, you know, two to $300 to pick it up and, and drop it off and things. And I don't feel that's profitable. A lot of the times it's hassle filled and, and clients balk at it. So typically we try to just be reasonable. If it's semi-local, we'll do a 75 bucks. If it's uh, you know, a half an hour, 45 minutes away, we'll throw a hundred bucks on it, 150 bucks. And it's more of like a service to our clients because we're really not expending um, materials at the time, but it is, it does take time. So we have to take that into consideration. So 
Uh, Samuel Jr., how do you handle the schedule of clients uh, in your systems of four days, 10 hours of shifts? Same way you handle with five days, eight hours. You say, these are our working hours. This is how we work. Uh, our kitchens will uh, used to take five days. Now they take four because we work 40 hours. So really it's a benefit to our client in, in some of those regards like that. So, all right, let me go back down. Make sure IG didn't miss any here. Uh, da, 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 there's a about subs and exteriors. Uh, DuraPro, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. Hey, Nick, happy new year. How much to paint 5,000 square foot brick, two colors. It has... 30 windows, new brick. Uh, okay, interesting. I'm going to assume this is <coughs> new construction, exterior. It's likely, uh, that's a lot. Uh, it's a, probably a relatively small house because 5,000 square feet is not the floor plan. So it's probably just exterior wall square footage uh, area. Um, it's likely we would do a two coat uh, process after it's cured, Sherwood Williams locks on XP. We'd probably need between 8,500 and, and 12 grand for something like that. That's a, that's a lot of materials you're gonna go through. But if it's all one color and we're not doing a whole bunch of uh, prep uh, on, on old stuff, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it'd probably be okay right there. But that's what we need for our exteriors here. Would you say your favorite ceiling your favorite ceiling gloss? I miss the caulking product that you prefer. Ceiling gloss. Our favorite ceiling paint is uh, Sherwin-Williams CHB. Uh, our caulk is that all pro, uh, I forget, they, they marked it up here on, uh, but it's the orange stuff. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Do, 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 do. do you ever go down in price just to get a job? Absolutely not. <coughs> so you think that by controlling your price, you will either get a job or not, but you don't know that that's what your clients want. This is the same reason that I'm opposed to doing coupons or discounts because you don't know if that client was going to buy it anyway. Another problem with it, I've tried this in the past where you say, well, of course, we'll just discount our work for December and January. We'll have a full schedule. Problem is they would accept the estimate and then they'll say, great, and we're ready in August. <coughs> so that's not when you want it. So I don't think we're good enough to know when they want it. So I keep my pricing across the board. And instead of giving a 10% discount, I spend more money in advertising to just get more possible chances at it. So that's a great question. I love that. Has anyone figured out how a roller cover is best with CHB? I love the product, but it's always been two coats for us. Super paint flat. Yeah. Marathons, honestly, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Marathons are honestly the best for that stuff. To keep it simple in our company, honestly, we do a lot of white dumps. Um, and most of our ceilings, we're not there just to do a ceiling or just to do one room. Typically, we'll just spray them. Um, it's, it's not that much more difficult to prep off a room to spray a lot of the time. So we'll do that. Let's see what else we got. Uh, I've never had an issue with CHP. No, it's a, it's a, again, wonder paint. It's perfect for what it does. So, all right, Sam, how do you handle the, oh, sorry. We just did that one here. Mike McGrath. How's it going, man? Mike got a great deer this year too. Love that. Oh, Stephanie, how's it going? Stephanie Wilding. Uh, how much do you add on when you know that, uh, more coats will be needed if the client chooses to have the walls painted white? Yes, we have this in our info sheets that we make them sign, 35%. <coughs> this is the thing I don't like about our industry sometimes. Which they would say, well, Stephanie, you know what? We need to know what's on there now, what shine is, how much prep we're going to do, what kind of paint they're going to use, what their next color is, what brush, what roller, what's your market, where's your... We charge 35% more. It's an extra coat. So theoretically, uh, we're doing, you know, I, I break down in a $400 bedroom, you know, I consider a third to be prep, a third to be top one, 
and a third to be top two. And the prep is kind of deep prep in there too. I break it down into three parts. If we want to add another one of those parts, typically we'll just say it's a third more, but instead of saying 33.3%, we'll just say it's 35% extra for us to use a tinted primer or a third coat of wall paint for each room. So $400 times 35%, that's exactly what we would charge extra for laying down a white primer and then two coats of like, you know, white or off-white. Just an answer. It doesn't have to be difficult, right? <laughs> Uh, Austin, what's the heart of the lesson you learned about pricing in the beginning of your business? How long did it take you to be confident in your pricing? Uh, you know what? When I started job costing, uh, I had to face the numbers all the time, which is um, here's, here's how most of us fool ourselves uh, early on. We are amazingly hard workers. We're amazingly good at our jobs and we're make. Uh, what what some people would consider a pretty good living when we're out there doing it ourselves. It, it's a, it's a, it, you can run a very profitable business being a single person painter. The problem was I was working 80 to hundred hours instead of 40. So I was making good money, but if you divide that between two jobs, which an 80 hour a week job is instead of 40, actually I was making less than probably 15 or $16 an hour, give or take. So uh, it doesn't really work out that well. The biggest lesson I learned is that, um, I made up for my horrible pricing, basically giving work away by working twice as hard or twice as many hours to produce the work. As soon as I job costed, which I tracked material and labor, I basically figured out what I was generating per hour and I changed uh, from there instantly. <coughs> oh, excuse me, folks. All right. So uh, the one thing, Austin, I love this. This is such a good deep question here. Honestly, this is how I think, I love these deep questions because it's not a very specific thing like, hey, use flat paint instead of matte paint when you're doing exteriors. I will tell you this, when I travel around the country and I job cost uh, people's work with them in, in a kind of open and honest environment, we find out, I hear this all the time, I'm the highest priced, I'm the best, all my clients are willing to pay double for my work and they're willing to wait forever. When we job cost, we realize they're producing about $18 to $30 of revenue per hour, which honestly, I could pay that business owner more to work in my business and they would probably make double the money painting for me. That's not to say I run an amazing business. It's saying that they're not producing what they think they are. Yes, they're doing amazing work. And at the end of the year, they have some money left over, but they're basically working 80 to hundred hours a week to produce that when you should only be working 40. So that's the big difference. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Let's see what we got here. Uh, what do we expect the receptions at the expo for attire? Oh yeah. It's all just like super business casual stuff. People go in jeans and t-shirts and stuff. It's not a big deal. So Mike Wojohn, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Ah, yes. Harley, uh, Holly, thank you so much for this. Honestly, uh, you guys do an amazing job of this. Whenever I give my stuff away, I usually ask for a review in return. A lot of people do. A lot of people don't. The kindest thing you can do, like Holly said, uh, is share this show, get some other like-minded people on here. And then uh, leave me a nice review, folks. I mean, or leave me any review. It doesn't matter. But it seriously helps. It gets, if you're a paint weirdo like me that hasn't made contact with any of us on here, it's likely the more reviews I get and the more shares I get, we're all going to find each other, which is a great thing. So uh, just like Holly and I uh, met through the Painter Facebook, and we actually got to spend some time in person at a master's class. It's that great connection that all this stuff does. So, all right. Anthony, my good friend, Anthony. Moral of the story is that most of us are not sure of our pricing, and that's why everyone is curious about others' prices. We need to be better at putting in uh, work to really uh, cost the jobs. Then you have confidence. 
job costing is magic people. But again, it's already out there. We already know it exists. I give you my template for free. You just have to have enough grit to actually do it every day. So, all right. <laughs> ZK. Oh, Zach, what's up? Black tie only for the receptions. Yeah, buddy. I'll, I'm hoping you wear a tuxedo. I, I'm not wearing mine, but <laughs> dude, I can't wait to see you, man. Uh, Zach is likely going to be on my panel of my favorite people from the industry, whether he knows it or not. I threw his name in there. So uh, it's going to be awesome uh, either way. All right. Element painting. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see, uh, Todd Hill, have you ever used the Sherwin-Williams quick dry caulk under the scuff X? So I did an experiment with that. And, uh, I remember from the experiment, it didn't work as well as that, uh, quick to coat, I believe the orange all pro label stuff. But again, once we found one thing that worked, I was done experimenting. I thought, you know what, we have a solution. We're moving forward. I have people to take care of and let's do that. So I'm open to the idea. I didn't give it a great test. Uh, I would, the theory goes, Todd, what you're getting at is quick drying caulks work much better under these scuff XE sort of enamels and things like that, which is it. So awesome. Uh, Zach Kenny's in on the panel. Dude, can't wait for it. You know, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be awesome. So uh, Chase Larson, how often a year do you revisit pricing and change it or leave it? We all do commercial and industrial work, pretty much all government funded jobs. So lowest bid wins. I've been beat out on 100K jobs by 500 bucks. So finding the happy medium is difficult. Uh, Chase, dude, listen, I, I commiserate with you. And this is why I, I got out of a lot of new construction, except for my contractors, because it's not up to me. And honestly, it's uh, what I know of the industrial and commercial world is that it's largely relationship based. So a $500 deficit can be won out by you having an awesome personal relationship with the project managers and the estimators for these large commercial and industrial firms. And honestly, we do a super hand to hand combaty retail, you know, private to business uh, sort of thing with our, with our um, clients is they're all private clients. They all come to us and we just offer them a standard thing. We're the pros. We tell them what it costs to do that job. And if they don't select us, we don't take it personally. Chase, I completely commiserate with you. Uh, we don't get a lot of that work because number one, we're not set up to And number two, it's a tough world, man. It is a tough, tough world that things are, are not dictated by you. So uh, honestly, um, in the past, I've got so fed up with a lot of those things when it's not up to me, when people say, Hey, Nick, we want you to bid on this. And they say, you're asking for about five hours of my time to do, um, um, takeoffs and everything on your blueprints and that. So how about this? How about you just tell me what you're willing to pay? And I'll just tell you right now, if we're willing to do it for that. And I'm just going to be honest with you as a business person. And, um, people are very offended by that, but at the same time, it's like, listen, you already have a price. You're going to find a contractor. I'm not going to try to get any more of that. I'm not going to, you, you know, you're not going to find me for a whole bunch less than that. So if you just tell me what you're willing to pay, I'll just tell you right now, we can either do it or not. And if we don't have a good enough partnership to do that, tough shit, you're going to ask me exactly what I charge. How about you tell me as a professional courtesy, what you're going to charge. And you know what, if that's honest to you and it's honest to me, let's shake hands and move forward. Obviously that doesn't work well all the time, but honestly, it's a good relationship test as well too. So, um, Andy, man, you say it, man, you and I go through job costing every single Monday together. We know we go through Andy's numbers every single week. How many estimates, how many did he close on the spot? How many close later on? Uh, what is success ratio? The ones he wins, he loses, um, the average job size of those things. And we track that data so closely that, uh, it eliminates a lot of the feelings based, uh, price changes that we all go through. So, Oh, here I, somebody, somebody had a question. Oh, how often are in a year do you, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Chase, uh, how often do you revisit? So 
formally during the year, if we are not hitting um, uh, profitable jobs, uh, we will typically. <laughs> Frank's fine finishes. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that quote. Uh, we will typically revisit that pricing every week. We can change it 52 times a year if we like. We did this when we started a drywall division. Um, we were not being profitable at the start, but we also weren't getting any jobs. So I kept the price low to get a bunch of jobs in so that we could job cost to see if it's profitable. Um, once we found out we weren't being profitable, we started raising our prices to see if the jobs had disappeared. They weren't. So that let us know that the market rate still dictated we could go higher. The second we found the ceiling of that, where we started winning and losing about 50% of the jobs, we knew our pricing was probably pretty accurate. And then we wanted to make sure with our drywall crews that they were being consistent too. And we did find that region, but it took about six months of, of messing with it every single week, adjusting the prices in our estimating to get that stuff. So it is what it is, but we're active with it. And uh, I would rather take six months than five years to do that stuff. So uh will torres yes that is the thing so we take revenue minus materials so typically on a thousand dollar job we will estimate this is just an estimate because we don't actually know the exact amount of materials so we'll say a thousand dollar job typically materials will be 15 percent. so we'll take out 150 that'll leave you with 850 uh, of possible revenue divided by 60 because that's what we want to make per hour and that'll tell you how many hours that job should take on a thousand hour job. Now, obviously, if you want to make more, if you say that uh, 850 divided by 75, that'll give you the hours it needs to make. You need to make um, for $75 an hour. Sorry, I had a deep thought going through my head here. <laughs> uh, Alexander Bryan. Uh, I really appreciate that, man. That's, that's really cool. Ah, uh, Mike, I love this one. What's your standard... Um, time-wise for a painter to complete uh, the bedroom, ceiling, walls, and trim. Oh yeah. So we don't do the trim thing and we don't do the ceiling. I will tell you this. My standard is between uh, uh, two and two and a half hours to completely do our standard operating procedure for a 15 by 15 foot bedroom. So that's move the furniture, prep everything, patch the walls, two coats of paint, clean up, move furniture back and vacuum. Um, in my company, we have a standard called the four hour bedroom where we want everybody to hit a four hour bedroom. That's kind of like a gold standard in our company. Our budget for a bedroom is 5.6, 5.7 hours, give or take. So we have a high, we, we train heavily. We actually have a fake bedroom that we train on. I love my people because we had a contest in there to see who could paint that room the best and the fastest. And we put uh, the same amount of, um, oh, who's being tortured in the back? Oh yeah, my kids are wrestling on the other side of the wall. It's bedtime. So they're all, uh, they're royal rumbling over there. So if you hear some yelling and screaming, it's all them uh, wrestling on the other side. So um, yeah, uh, where was I here? Oh yeah. Um, our people, some of our people did it in like an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes with a couple callbacks. So they are killers, man. I love that stuff. But yeah, typically what you'll find is all no holds barred. You'll get people doing it between two and three hours, give or take, which is really cool. So Mike, thank you. All right. I think I'll take a few more and then we'll get out of here. Uh... <laughs> oh man. I love this man. Noah Tucker, <laughs> dude, listen, you don't outwardly say that very often, but honestly, we have families and we have employees to take care of. And sometimes you just need to get on with your life. So uh, thank you everybody there. Uh, yep. We charge 110. Absolutely. That's what we charged last year. We actually just upped it. Uh, Will, thanks a lot, man. Love the retired brushes, brushes on the wall. Yeah, those are special brushes to me. So we keep them around. Uh, let's see. Peter Balafas. Uh, do, 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 do. Hey, Nick, would you job cost individual areas, ceilings, walls, et cetera, or stick to total hours? 
Um, we will if we're trying to solve something. Uh, if the entire job is profitable, I don't break it down by, okay, who cares? Was it was ceilings or trim or walls the thing? All I care is about holistically the entire job is profitable. If it's not profitable, then we start going back to uh, what was not profitable. Uh, we have our people fill out something called a project plan each day where they actually track their time uh, for all these major things. Now, we don't do how much time to tape this one piece of baseboard. How much? I mean, nobody's ever going to comply with that. So what we do is, you know, how much time did it take to prep top one, top two, and de-prep this bedroom, give or take. And uh, typically people can do two bedrooms a day. So all they need is those eight data points throughout the day. And it's pretty easy to track, uh, give or take. So, But that's how we get it all. That's how we get the data. Ah, uh, here we go. Todd, I recently reached out to Marsha at the PCA about my local SW uh, ooh, uh, to get a master's class in my area. Uh, I should know more when Marsha is back in the office. I would love to do it out there with you. It would be an absolute blast. And that's the way to do it. If you guys want uh, to have me out to your area, uh, you contact Marsha at the PCA or anybody at the PCA and we can get that rolling for you. So um, let's see. Jordan Huff, do you have a percentage of estimates you're trying to land 30, 40, 50%, assuming there's a certain mark you want. Uh, yeah, so our goal is 50%, but honestly, uh, Estimator Andy taught me a great lesson, which is um, he got a little bit less than that, not much, but his average job size was almost double mine uh, when I did estimates from the previous year. So uh, overwhelming win, uh, I didn't know it was possible. Uh, Andy taught me a lot of things about humans and their abilities and uh, and and the, the awesome effectiveness of one person. So that yeah, was a wonderful thing. All right. Hiram, thank you so much. Chase, how do you determine <laughs> how do you determine uh, your bid price versus your budget price? So like you doing a $10,000 job, you should make 2K, but you budget so that you hit a number and make 3K. What formula? All right, same thing here. Um, when we give a budget, we give the lowest, excuse me, we give the highest amount of hours we can complete it in while it technically being just profitable. So anything less than that under budget would, would move you towards that. So again, you take your revenue minus your estimated materials, which is 15%. So again, if you had a $10,000 job, we're going to, we're going to go through this again. So I can give you an exact number, $10,000 job minus, we got 1500 per materials. That leaves us $8,500. We'll go divided by 60 because that's what I use in my company. We need 141.6 hours. Uh, we need to get that job in to be, that's the most time we can take for that job to be profitable. Obviously, we want it to do less than that. But I tell people, that's it. The red line is right after 141.66. After that, this job becomes not profitable. You got to get it under that budget. So that's basically how it works. You can just ramp it up from there. If you want to do less than that, you divide by 75 or 85 or 95 uh, to get those numbers chased. So. I want to schedule a hunt at my camp this year with you. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Uh, you name it. I will be there. Mike, anytime uh, for any of those things, even if we just go squirrel hunting or even if we just walk around the woods, I'm, I'm all for that. So that's awesome, man. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, oh, <laughs> Phil, is it a requirement for all men on your leadership team to have a six inch beard minimum? Uh, you will get a kick out of this because the new estimator we hired also has a beard. So now all three of us uh, on the sales team are heavily bearded. And uh, I think that is hilarious, but not a requirement at all. Uh, our production team uh, has two women and a man and a man on it. The man has a much lighter beard than me, but still a beard. And the two women have yet to grow beards uh, on that team. So yeah, fun. Okay. I'm finally caught up on Facebook. Let me check one more on, um, on Instagram here and I'm going to call it quits tonight, guys. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. 
Would you hire someone that comes to you uh, specifically to learn the trade and then uh, quit to start their own business and be your competitor? So I don't believe um, that's a really cool question. Somebody's actually coming to do this very shortly, uh, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, I don't believe there is competition right now in the residential repaint market, in the economy, in the world we live in. Um, I don't believe that this is, I don't believe that other painters are competition or are holding you back. Competition can be a lot of things. Like, yes, I'm sure some other gathering of Minnesota painters uh, have been on the same job as me, but I rarely see them on other jobs elsewhere. I mean, my Lord, Jason Paris has a business five, six times larger than me. I think we've seen each other on one job in the last five years. So um, you can technically probably call other painters in my area competition, um, but I don't believe they have any effect on my business. I believe uh, Jason Paris said one of the smartest things I've ever heard a human say about business or, or this industry, which is our only competition is our own ability to execute our business plans. Again, the information's free. It's all out here. Who has the grit to get up every day and execute consistently for the rest of their lives, have a superordinate goal, see it through, change their life now, minor sacrifices now in order to get something big in the future. So honestly, I'm up for it and I will be doing it in the next couple of months. Somebody is shutting their business down, uh, coming here. Uh, they will be apprenticing not only in the craft, but in the business side with me. And it's likely they're going to be starting up their own business. And uh, you know what? That person, I would rather make an ally who happens to paint in this industry uh, than not have that. Because again, there are no secrets. I'll give people money. No, I won't do this. <laughs> Remember, I, I give everything away except for my pricing Bible and my estimating sheet, uh, just because it's not as helpful as you think. No, it wouldn't do what you think it does for your business. Um, I give away almost everything I do because I know a lot of people don't use it. They don't have enough grit to get out there and actually do it. So for the people that do, it's going to be awesome. And like Ryan said, um, execution is the hardest part, man. And not just execution in a big moonshot kind of way, consistently the rest of your life. So it's a tough thing, man. Oh, thanks for spending your time going over this. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, everybody. Instagram, thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. This whole thing will be archived, uh, most likely on YouTube in the next couple of weeks. Definitely going to be on Facebook. I have not been able to catch up on the thread, uh, the static thread, because you guys had so many questions coming in. I will be revisiting this all week, and I'm just going to keep this going, folks. I will probably actually post some prices on that static thread and hereafter. So, again, thank you, everybody. Excuse me. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate everybody being here. I do need to punch out and get those crazy kids to bed here. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of the week. And I'm going to start punching out of social media. Sorry, let me make sure I get everything here. Okay, we're good on there. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. This is a long show, but an important show. Again, I like doing some funny things like this. I like getting spicy on the internet, which is everybody poo-poos these posts. What do you charge for X? And then people start saying, you're a hack. You don't know what you're doing. You should be painting. All right, here it is. Let's see what changes, right? Did I just give away all the secrets in the industry? No, nothing's going to change, people. People are going to take the information I've given them to this. They're going to probably try to apply a little bit in their business. Some things will make sense. Some won't. But there's four other things that they're going to need to do, maybe even five, uh, in order to make all this information successful. Um, being consistent, getting up early, working hard, proven product, job costing, all that other stuff. So again, it's only one piece. This isn't a secret, folks. Uh, I appreciate you doing this with me. And everybody, Happy New Year. Our budgets are all at zero. Our uh, profit and loss statements are all at zero. And tomorrow, we start anew at zero. So thanks, everybody. 
Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.